there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one righteous page of Talmud every day. And I say righteous because in today's stuff, Megillah 11, we come across a very interesting idea. Have a listen. An alternative understanding was taught in a baraita. I will not reject them. This was in the days of the Chaldeans when I appointed for them Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah to pray on their behalf. Nor will I abhor them. This was in the days of the Greeks, when I appointed Shimon at Tzadik for them, and Hasmonean and his sons, and Matityahu the high priest, to destroy them utterly. This was in the days of Haman, when I appointed for them the righteous leaders Mordechai and Esther, to break my covenant with them. This was in the days of the Romans, when I appointed for them the sages of the house of Rabbi Udanasi and the sages of other generations. For I am the Lord their God, this will be in the future, when no nation or people of a foreign tongue will be able to subjugate them further. The interesting thing about this paragraph is the understanding that in every generation, there are just a handful of righteous men and women in whose merit we all survive, who protect all of us. This is particularly intriguing to me because of the mystical tradition of the Lamed Vav Tzadikim, the 36 hidden righteous ones. It's a mystical idea that teaches us that in every generation, God places 36 tzaddikim, 36 righteous men and women here on earth. And more often than not, they don't even know that they belong to this elect group. And it is only because of their righteousness, because of their good deeds, because of their compassion, that all of us are saved. This incredible concept is also the basis for one of my favorite new podcasts. It's called 36. My friend Justin Hyatt has gone out to see, are there really 36 tzaddikim? And if so, who might they be? Which gave him the opportunity to interview some of the most incredible people working today to make Israel a better place. Have a listen. It was January 2021. The pandemic surged, a once great social life faltered, and a curiosity drought ensued. Unless it related to anything on Captain Sandy's yacht on Below Deck Med. I realized quickly that my faith and interest in the world became hostage to daily metrics of COVID cases and hospitalizations and deaths, cheering and finding sick hope only when COVID deaths were down, as if anything less than the day before was a victory worth celebrating. Zooming out, I thought of how our worlds and minds became sick, not only by a virus, but by ourselves. Our greed and selfishness soared. Our excitement lived in materialistic J. Crew and Banana Republic clearance clicks for outfits we would never wear. A brewing supply chain problem left us unfazed, and the market reacted, and so did our Robinhood and crypto-fueled greed. We made money on Robinhood accounts, gambling away happiness in search of profit, and headed back to more unnecessary consumption. Fixes instead of solutions, rushes and swipes instead of life's real rewards and wonders. And then, we jumped back on the roller coaster for another ride. Like addicts looking for a fix, I found myself on a merry-go-round I never signed up for in a time of disruption that I needed itself disrupted. I needed to sign off from the constant consumption. Was this the life God wanted me to be living? I needed to rediscover myself and the world. I needed to hear the voice of goodness that once spoke to me. But this voice went on an extended vacation, and then, with time, he completely relocated, 
resigned and disconnected. I think he's living in Austin now, working for an e-commerce company. Anyway, one night, I stumbled upon the tale of the Lamed Vav Sadiqim, an ancient Jewish tale that captured my imagination and painted a new world. A world in a faded colored shtetl, where the story of the Lamed Vav was only gathering dust at your nearest unvisited shul library in a Jewish book printed in the 1950s and ignored in our 2020s when we needed it most, telling a tale, reinvigorating a mystery, and completing a cycle of goodness that, like a virus, has the ability to spread and infect others to perpetuate the wonder of this old Jewish tale. The story goes that there are 36 people upon whose goodness and merit the world exists, upon whose goodness the world spins, whose deeds redeem the world. The twist? No one knows who these 36 souls are, not even the Lamed Vav Nikim themselves. I wondered, if not for my own self-indulgence and temptation, could they exist? Well, I needed this injected into my veins just as much as a Pfizer vaccine. I needed to re-engage with the wonder I once saw in the world. I lost it. So, after Israel's war with Gaza, with its borders still closed, I schmoozed my way to a special entry permit to enter Israel with a mission. I would seek and find these 36 Lamed Vav Sadiqim living in Israel today, to hear their stories, to interact with their world, and selfishly, to rebuild my own. Did it warrant international travel in the age of locked borders and empty coffee shops? Was it essential? Hell, it was existential. So, like any lost millennial, I started a podcast. It's called 36. I landed in Israel with my recording equipment in hand. I was nervous. Had I lost my schmooze? Would the world accept my last lingering bid for curiosity? I couldn't bear the rejection. But my mission was simple, right? to ask thoughtful questions and build meaningful relationships in the span of an hour. In truth, I had no idea if I could actually convince these people to share their stories with me, alongside a microphone I barely knew how to use, and a lost sense of wonder I had, unfortunately, mastered. Could they pick up on my faithlessness? How obvious was it? It was my first time meeting new people in more than a year. I was accustomed only to meeting new below-deck med characters as the crew on Captain Sandy's yacht changed. I was rusty, I admit, but I was hungry for something real, something without commercial breaks, yearning for goodness that could not live on a screen or on a subscription. I couldn't bear to once again ask how the weather was over Zoom. I have actually never cared about the answer to this question. All I wanted was to ask how life was on the other side of wonder. Could they... Would they invigorate my long-lost sense of wonder, too? I needed it. In many ways, this adventure was the most selfish thing I've ever done. I dove in, headfirst, followed by heart and accompanied by fear. I met Mike Gustavsky, the head of the Israel Dog Unit. Mike leaves family dinners, weddings, and Shabbats with a simple call on his phone from strangers who need him. If someone has gone missing, Mike and his team pause their lives and begin the search. For a missing person, they'll only meet for the first time if and when they are found. And he does so with a pack of man's best friends. I met Alex Riff, who transformed her and her family's challenges as young immigrants to Israel from struggles to poetry and verses. And now, through her organization, One Million Lobby, Alex's activism gives a voice to a million Russian-speaking Israelis whose experience struggles and triumphs are expressed through a voice of a woman whose immigration and life experiences made her a poet and whose sense of duty made her an activist. I met Barak Hazor, an Israeli Paralympian, 
Severely injured in war, Barak became a rower on the Israeli Paralympic team, fighting and overcoming his own physical, emotional, and spiritual struggles that took him from the battlefield to the Tokyo Paralympic Games. I met Sivan Rahav Meir, the only female Haredi journalist in Israel who weaves Torah and Talmud throughout and within her journalism on Israel's most-watched news station to better convey and inspire the unraveling story pulsing beneath Israel's headlines. And more, many more. Slowly, I started to feel like myself again. And through these conversations, I started piecing it together, the glue that binds these strangers that I interviewed. I realized that light does not exist and glow in any one individual by him or herself. Alamed Vav can only exist when the right soul meets the right darkness, in the world, in the field, in themselves, in their country, in their community. With this inertia from these individuals running towards darkness, then, and only then, the real story begins and the tale unravels. A story that ignites a passion and a yearning and a risk and a reward and grit and grace. And only there can a light begin to flicker like two atomic particles approaching collision, like prayers about to be whispered at the western wall, like a train approaching rusty tracks, like an ocean's grumbling with a mean storm approaching. The universe pulses. What will happen when these forces collide? Can one singular force create something? Or is it only at the meeting of these two forces that something can actually be created? Neither can exist by itself. No matter how dark the problem or situation is, light cannot come into existence by itself. If there were no darkness in the world, all light would be relative, meaningless, unnecessary. And no matter how graceful or good a suspected Lamed Vav is, their spark and their worthiness as a Lamed Vav would only ignite upon meeting darkness. Without darkness, the Lamed Vav wouldn't be needed. Perhaps darkness is necessary if only for light to exist. And that's where this tale lives and my spiritual rebirth reemerged. In the tension and mutual dependency between light and darkness, alongside my own battles between optimism and pessimism. And so, as we disembark from 2021, and as an attempt at the familiar euphoria of starting a new year, grips and tugs at our hopes and hesitancies, remember, if you seek light in 2022, run towards darkness, and ignite a spark. You never know how quickly and to whom it may just spread. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Music